0: Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this
1: week, on This Week with Larry Miller, we took the start of baseball season, April Fool's Day, and a couple other things and decided that today was the day for me to read Casey at the Bat as the poetry corner. It really helped me, and I hope it helps you.
0: We'll see you here. Digital.
1: My little butter cakes it's me Allison and it's also Gary hey (laughs) welcome to our first official brand new Thursday show where we just chat with each other and also with you anything could happen I mean I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen but really anything could happen I think we have some iTunes comments of the week do we not Alison wants your iTunes comments. Alison wants them, yes she does. Please leave here to some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Was Gary? Was my mic open during all that? Because I did some, yeah, a, I did a lot of throat clearing. Yeah, you could hear it. Good, that's good to know. I'm a little phlegmy right now. So now we all know. And also, not related at all, but have you noticed that there aren't really any beige cars anymore? Beige is not really a car color. It was. I, see, my mom used to have a beige Chrysler. It was like a, a boat. And it got me thinking, you don't see that color, that non-metallic gold sort of just ugly beige.
2: Yeah. Rob just got a car that's kind of gold. <laughs>
1: oh. Kind of gold or beige?
2: It's. I can't tell if it's gold or beige, but it's – It's. and I remember thinking it was a unique color that I hadn't seen recently.
1: Is it metallic though?
2: Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's – I don't know. Yeah, it's more gold than beige.
1: Okay. Good talk. (laughs) Let's hear the comment.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, The first iTunes comment is from Pat. This nickname is Taken, uh, and it says, How I was able to discern the excellence of this podcast. And uh, it says, The recognition of greatness occurs because I'm listening to the darn thing when I should be concentrating on my own work. That's a sure sign of quality. How I know Allison is the best because she continually surprises in the most subtle and nuanced ways. There is always an oddity. I suspect these are kind of these are the kind of surprises a person can never run out of. Best of all possible regards, Pat Hartman, LaFro American.
1: Hello, Pat, and thank you. I would like to know what kind of work it is you do that you're not doing, and also I appreciate that you appreciate my oddities, of which there seems to be no end. And I'm wondering if that is referring to things like. The fact that we talk a lot well, increasingly, about picking at scabs on our head. I feel like that's the kind of oddity he's talking about. maybe it's something else. And we have one more comment, right?
2: Right. This uh the second one is from A Uh and I'm don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's what we're going with. And it says, still love the show even though dot 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 dot. So it's not really an ellipses, there's four.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes I I do the Okay. Oh, let's just get into this. There is a keyboard command, I think, that'll make the ellipses, right? There's like two buttons you hold down that'll make the three dots. But I feel like why not just... I have
2: no idea. I've never looked into it. It's never been a problem to hit it three times.
1: Exactly. But I think there is one just for people who need to. And I think it possibly makes the three dots closer together than if you just do period, period, period. But I have a problem... When I do period, the dot, 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 which is that I will sometimes put it in a fourth one and then I wonder, do I leave it in because it makes it look like I got a lot going on. I don't have time to be, you know, fastidious with my dots or do I erase it? I tend to erase it, but I, every time I wonder, should I just leave it in and should I, should I look, you know, jaunty like that? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm jet not- setting.
2: I wonder if that's why this guy did it.
1: Maybe. I do feel like this person is more glamorous.
2: Uh, Well, their comment is, thanks to Ben Hoffman, I am now scared I'm going to die every time I have to poop. (laughs) But I am glad I am not the only one who enjoys picking scabs on my
1: scalp. There you go. It's really a renaissance of head picking. I mean, I really, I don't want to fly under false pretenses here, but I haven't picked anything on my head for a long time. Unlike Gary, who recently had three bites or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's over now, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay.
1: Maybe you'll get bitten again.
2: I... Sort of hope not, but it wouldn't be the worst thing.
1: So what the commenter is referring to regarding the Ben Hoffman episode – and by the way, I love Ben Hoffman. Uh, We talked about his whole thing about how you're – well, there was a lot of poop talk. And he was saying that it used to be that he – if he was going to go out with his friends like an hour beforehand, he would sit on the toilet and just try to make it happen because he didn't want to have to go at a bar. But you're really not supposed to push because that's bad for you. And then I was saying, yes, I've heard this, but is that really true? Who's died this way? But apparently some people have. Have you heard all of this? Had you heard all this before about how it's supposed to be so bad to push?
2: No, that was all news to me. And it's not something I've forgotten. But – uh, <laughs>
1: It hasn't. Has it affected your bathroom going? No. It hasn't affected mine either. I feel like it's. You know, how they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I feel like you can teach an old dog new tricks, but you can't teach an old person how to go to the bathroom in a different manner unless there's some medical necessity. I'm not saying we're old, but I'm just saying the window closed on potty training for us.
2: How did you miss? You can't teach an old dog new shit.
1: Oh, my God. I don't know. It's I'm sorry. Like, I
2: didn't. I couldn't hear anything you said because you were just excited to say that. Because I was just waiting for you to get there. Because I knew you were. Yeah. It's that's. Maybe you're just better than that.
1: No, I'm not. I'm worse than that. Yeah. I also need to sneeze, and it's the the feeling of needing to sneeze is kind of collecting in my right nostril, um, sort of heading towards my eye. I have a sneeze invading my face. It's very uncomfortable. So anyway, um, and and I still need to clear my throat. A lot is going on, and it's all sort of in the face region, and there's also a lot going on in the room that Gary's in involving people coming in and out. So let's just ask Jeff if he's aware we can't.
2: He can't hear you.
1: Ask him if he's aware that you could die from pushing to go to the bathroom.
2: Jeff, are you aware that you could die from pushing to go to the bathroom?
1: (laughs) He just nodded and made a kind of. this. It's very black or white. I feel like he's not taking us seriously.
2: I I think he's ignoring
1: us. (laughs) Fine. If it turns out that he dies from going to the bathroom from pushing too hard, that would be really ironic. All right. So anyway, I was at uh, dinner. It was me, Daniel, and my parents, and then my brother and my brother's wife and their kids. I'm not sure it's necessary that I mention everyone who was there, but they were all there. And my mom said something about, you know, have you considered the Nixon library as a a wedding location? And I'm like, oh, it's way too Nixon-y. And then she said to my dad, I knew she was going to say that. And it was almost as if they exchanged money. they But she was so sure that I was going to have the reaction I had, which is, mm, let's not. But then I said to Daniel, do you like Nixon? And I had this weird feeling, which is it's weird that I'm planning on marrying It was a very self-conscious feeling of, like, is everyone thinking it's weird that she's going to marry someone and she doesn't know his views on Nixon? It's just that it's never come up. Uh, And no, he's not a Nixon fan or anything. I don't know that you really even meet Nixon fans these days. I feel like the last one was probably Michael J. Fox or Alex P. Keaton. And by the way, I watched Family Ties today. It's on Netflix. So anyway, this is all a long roundabout way of saying it's a way of getting to what I want to talk to with Gary which is much like I'm about to marry Daniel and I didn't know his views on Nixon I feel like there's a lot of things about you that I don't know and the people want to know everyone was very excited at how much you talked and shared about yourself on Thursday
2: that's extremely nice but everyone does not include me what? everyone doesn't include me listening back to that i wasn't i was less happy
1: but haven't you heard a lot haven't you seen a lot of tweets yeah do you feel like they're just lying no the people love gary i
2: okay thank you so that's very flattering
1: so i just want to ask you a few questions a okay. few hard-hitting questions okay things that i need to know what's your favorite color gary
2: uh, i was recently i was recently told it was gray by someone who knows me pretty well <laughs> I okay, there's just,
1: a lot going on in this answer that is no, very bizarre. I,
2: my, my favorite color growing up was blue, okay. like dark royal blue, which gotcha. is what my room at home is still painted and tile in my bathroom at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just bought a gray car and I do like different shades of, of gray? gray. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, probably blue or gray.
1: Who told you that your favorite color was gray though? My mother. Wh- how did this even come up?
2: Someone asked me what my favorite color was and she was standing there and as she's apt to do she answered.
1: Oh. Okay. Before
2: I had a chance.
1: Do you is the bedroom at your parents' house that was yours? Have your parents done anything different to it? No. Really? You're lucky. For a long time that's how mine was and then slowly it started turning into my mom's other closet or something, I don't know. A lot has to If ever I'm going to spend the night there, there's a lot of things that had to be moved off the bed.
2: There's definitely stuff in there. That wasn't before, and it's sort of a little office to a certain extent. But mm-hmm. that's because I had a nice built-in desk, and but I don't. They want me to come down, so they don't mess with it. Yeah,
1: I always wanted the built-in furniture when I was a kid.
2: I was really, really happy when I got it. It was because I. They moved and allowed me to kind of talk to the guy before he did it, so it came out how I wanted it. it nice.
1: Uh, when I was young, I designed a whole sort of a green room that would come off the family room that also had a duck pond in it no no a koi pond with like grate over it so the ducks that would live in it couldn't get at the koi and then also a loft for me to live in Fortunately, my parents didn't see fit to get that built ever I had drawings and everything
2: I mean, yeah. Bastards. It's, it's, how, that's it a, would raise the value. Turn, I know. How can they turn you down when you've done the, the architecture and everything?
1: Exactly. Thank you.
2: Cut out the assholes.
1: That's right. And they also – there's like rafters in their backyard. And so then I also had the idea, why don't we fill that in and make a sun deck? This is in my brief My brief. I am a teenager. I lay out in the sun phase. They didn't go for that either. They are really – they lack imagination when it comes to letting their children design things.
2: Yeah, that's that. That must have been really constricting for you. Did
1: you guys have a swimming pool? No. Yeah. We now why?
2: The, well, at the second house there was no space for it, uh, and at the first house my parents didn't love me. Obviously. No, I, much I don't, like I don't how know I never why. had a
1: canopy bed. No, because they a canopy bed. I said bed. because um, they actually have a. There's enough room in the backyard to build a pool, but they never, they never wanted to because. Some, I don't know. I think they're afraid someone was going to fall in the pool and then sue them or something, which everyone's afraid of. But how often does that happen?
2: I don't know. But everyone is afraid of that. Yeah. That I know that has a pool.
1: And then also, they both had swimming pools when they were kids and they claimed that they never used them. I was like, that doesn't mean I would never use it, but whatever. All right. So we know now, we now know your favorite color. We know a little bit about your built in desk. What kind of weather do you prefer? Sunny or overcast? Overcast. Me too. And you know who I have no time for? Well, I have a little time for, but not a ton. The people who claim that they like when it's cold but sunny. I'm like, you're halfway there. Go all the way. Yeah. Finish it. Stick the landing.
2: If it's going to be sunny, I would rather it be very 72 or colder. Yes. But that's for golf.
1: I I was driving here and it was sunny and then I passed under and over... Overhang? What is that? Overpass? I I hung under an overpass, <laughs> and I came out on the other side. And, and just based on this, where the sun was or something, it was uh, overcast, and I my mood instantly lifted. I don't know why. It's for me when it's overcast, it is like finding out that. Uh, you that the time changed and you gained an hour or something. It's like – I feel like you're buying time. And I think it might go back to when I was a kid and I did not like PE and I didn't like playing outside. And so when it was overcast, I meant we could stay inside and play math games and things that I felt much more comfortable doing. I don't know what it is. I just don't like nice weather. It's, this is the wrong place for me to live.
2: Yeah, I don't I, – I'm just spoiled and I know there's a bunch of people on the east coast right now who are really mad at both of us. But yeah, no, I'm just spoiled. I've always lived somewhere where it was really sunny. I've, I spent a lot of my life, including now, in places that get ridiculously like uncomfortably hot mm-hmm. and luckily not humid. But I just – I don't see anything wrong with it being 68 and overcast. Yes. That's, that's, we should live in chill. northern
1: California.
2: Yeah. I mean for that.
1: Yes, for that yes. And by the way, yes, we are talking about the weather, but sometimes you have to. Um, Also, when people are like, "Oh, it's such a nice day out," I feel like my entire life I've just been faking it because it's so much easier to just be like, "Yeah." But it's sort of as if I'm colorblind, and everyone else is talking about how beautiful the whatever color that is, and I'm just saying, "Yes." I've never, I've never also. Felt this like, oh, yeah, it's such a nice day when they're saying it's a nice day. You? Even I... even when I lived where there, wo- there were bad winters, I understand that feeling of, oh, yay, I'm not going to have to battle the elements today. But it's not really like I'm loving the day. It's just I'm glad that I'm not going to be walking through puddles. But that's not what's going on here.
2: No, I mean, I can appreciate a day that's perfect, but I... Y- y- Is your question perfect
1: for them, not for us? Yeah.
2: No, no, I'm with you. But I mean, I can appreciate a day that's not hot at all, but sunny and, you know, looks nice or whatever. And I can appreciate that. It's not what I'd prefer. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I guess I'm on the same page with you. All right. And then lastly, not not really lastly, but something I realize I don't even know. Oh, here's a bunch of questions What did you major in in college? How did you start working for Adam Corolla? It's crazy that I don't even know that story, although I feel like I know some of it. And um what do you want to be when you grow up?
2: I don't want to grow up. I'm a toys R Us kid. <laughs> um I feel like you know the Adam Corolla story. I majored in political science and minored in business and Spanish. Um and I started do you speak Spanish? No. I started as a business major. Um But I moved over to poli-sci and Mm -hmm. kept my business minor, but I have a lot more business credits than I probably should.
1: But did you think, what did you think you were going to do?
2: Business. I thought I was going to do business and then what I was going to do for a job, I didn't know, but I figured business and then maybe B-school. But uh, I switched to poli-sci and then thought about law school and decided to go work for a law firm for a year and hated it, so I came here.
1: Did you think you were going to like it?
2: I didn't think I was going to like it, but I didn't think I was going to hate it. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be kind of lukewarm on it, and you know, be something where once I rose to a level, eight years down the road, and the next thirty years would be bearable and you know, fruitful. But uh, I worked for a, I worked for an eviction law firm, so everyone I was dealing with was having the worst day of their life in (laughs) one way or another, and uh, that got really old really fast.
1: Did that create? like an identity crisis when you realized that wasn't what you wanted to do or that you weren't happy.
2: No, I was still too stupid and young to realize (laughs) how big of a problem it was. Like I realized I was unhappy, but it wasn't like, holy shit, I better figure something else out. Like Mm -hmm. pronto. It was just, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't overly concerned with it.
1: That's good. I was thinking today, I'm so happy. I'm not really young anymore. Even though I don't want to get old and I, I don't want uh, the slow decline of my life to begin or end, but I'm just so happy to not have to go through all those ridiculously difficult phases that you seemingly have to go through to get to the point where uh, you're just just a regular adult, even though I don't feel like a regular adult at all, but I just everything was just more difficult then, and I really don't like... When other people have a lot of control over me and my life and my decisions and that that was kind of like probably the best day of my my young life was when I got my license because then I wasn't depending on people to drive me around. So every bit of independence I gained was uh, made me happier in general, but I don't know it just being a kid was tough teenager was tough 20s it's just gotten better as I've gotten older Is that how it is for you.
2: Yeah, probably. I, yeah, I mean, I can definitely identify with the the freedom thing. I mean, that was always really important to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably. I w- probably wouldn't have felt this way. I probably don't feel this way every day. But in general, when I have a good outlook on things, looking back, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely days that I wish I could go back to being, you know, twenty-one and not really having financial responsibility. I mean, yeah. You
1: know, yeah but,
2: but in general, I wouldn't trade some of the other things I have for some of the bullshit I dealt with when i was twenty one so
1: mm-hmm. same. I guess I was thinking about relationships and I was thinking, yeah, I was that too I was thinking that i right now, if something were to happen and if if Daniel were to break up with me i would obviously it would be you know awful but I don't think I would be as devastated as I would have been ten or fifteen years ago if someone that I was dating for three weeks broke up with me.
2: Okay, we need to couch that as telling people that's a story about how weird you were and how insecure, maybe whatever the word is. Yes, I it's got yeah. nothing to do with. No, that, no, no, That no. sounded no. kind of tough on Dustin.
1: <laughs> Daniel.
2: Daniel, sorry. sorry. <laughs> that also
1: is going to sound tough on Daniel. No, no I, know, I know. He what you knows. Mean. I know. His he knows. Name. Yes, of course. I was
2: just trying to. Save you because it sounded. Thank you.
1: Yes, what I'm. This is what I'm trying to say. Back then, I had or I felt like I had so little going on that if I was dating someone, it was it became the center of my universe and it became a lifeline and I became so dependent on that for validating me as a person that it just tore me apart when when something didn't work out, which, by the way, of course, it's not going to work out when you're putting that much pressure or when you are that needy or like that desperate, basically, even if I wasn't acting desperate, which I think I was. Uh, but just inside, that's how much I really wasn't comfortable in my own skin versus now where I'm in a really happy relationship. I'm very much the, the way this all started was that I said that I would answer some questions on Twitter and Megan, who is an awesome fan and we love her and I'm glad she wrote this question. She tweeted, "Can you tell us what are some of the things you love about your hubby to be and are you going to change the name of your show?" And I thought, "Oh, that's a really good question." And then it just got me thinking about all these different things about Daniel and what I love about him and then that it was like I don't know, a long like I went on a whole long thought train and by the end of it I was thinking, "Well, no, I know. I think it what it was is I was thinking that I don't feel like in no way am I diminished as a person in this relationship. I feel like he makes me stronger. And that is something that I don't think I had in past relationships. I always felt like in past ones, it's like I entered this as if I were to assign a number to it, one, 1.0. 1. And I'm leaving it as – and like in the relationship, I'm about five-eighths and I'm leaving it as point 0.3. Did that make any sense? Well, I Like the whole thing just diminished me and reduced me. So I think what I'm saying is in a, health, in a healthy relationship, you don't lose yourself. Whereas in an unhealthy one, everything is murky and uh, confusing. And I hope that made some degree of sense. Because I'm not at all saying I'd be fine if... Well, but see, I believe that I would be... That's like an important thing to me, is to believe that no matter what happens, I will be fine, because the truth is that in life there are no guarantees. And um, I think I speak for anyone who's been through unexpected tragedy in life. You just sort of develop this, or it's best to develop an attitude that, well... Whatever happens, I'll somehow get through it. You don't want to walk around thinking if if this happens or if this happens, like I'll be devastated and never recover because then that makes you afraid to to ever get close to anyone again or take risks. So sometimes I feel healthy in that way, and then sometimes I feel scared. But think what I'm saying is i don't know now I lost that whole train of thought. What I'm saying is I hope that didn't sound bad. I'm actually trying to say something good um but to answer to answer Megan's question it it's funny it's difficult for me to start naming things that i love about him because i feel like somehow words don't really express the feeling but i mean i can i can list things but i don't feel like this in any way encapsulates it but one thing um he's very silly in the morning and i like that it's Definitely preferable to if you've ever woken up with someone who is always in a bad mood first thing. Um, so and he also gets this look on his face when he's about, about to make a pun, which, like I said, for some reason, it's usually in the morning or late at night. That's when he's the most punny. Uh, and so I, I always feel it coming. I can look at him and I know he's about to say something. that's almost like a dad joke. And um, I just. I don't think. I've ever felt as understood or safe or accepted. Okay, I feel like a Hallmark card now. So to answer the second – but but this will come up again. But another thing I was remembering – now I'm jumping all over the place because it just got me thinking about all these things. I was thinking that something that I often do, which I don't think is good – is when I can't figure something out, I I solicit other people's opinions all the time, and then I get very confused. But I was remembering that when Daniel and I were first getting together, I didn't really ask anyone's advice, which is, like I said, very unusual for me. But I think it's because there was no confusion about what was going on. Like I knew very clearly where he was coming from and it wasn't like, well, he said this, but I don't, but what does he mean by that? It was just there. It was probably the, one of the least confusing experiences. And I also, and I've said this before, but at the beginning, I remember this is something that was just so um, nice And admirable, I thought, I didn't feel that he was making me responsible for his emotions. And I think that allowed me to want to get to know him better. And that was the main thing I remember feeling was I just want to keep talking to him. So, okay. I'm not going to talk more about that now, although I will talk more about that again. As for the question of whether I'm going to change the name of the show, no, I'm not. I... For some reason, I always thought I probably would change my name when I get married. However, when I think about it, that would I, then what do I do about the show? I don't want. I don't. I feel like it'd be weird to change the name of the show. It'd be weird to change my website. Um, in terms of Twitter, someone is squatting on the name Allison Quants. So if it's one of you, what the fuck? I can't be a hundred percent sure if that's what's going on. But if you go to Allison Quants, it's spelled my way. Uh, it's someone who has zero followers, no tweets, not following anyone, no picture. And it's brand new. And someone had tweeted to me that I should think about getting that name. So I feel like this just, it's, there's too much of a coincidence. So if you have it and, but you, if you're just holding it for me, let me know. But I don't think I'm going to change my Twitter name. Okay. I'm going to look at my little list of things that I want to tell you guys about. Um, this is the sound I make when I'm reading the list. Oh, oh, something super important. I had tweeted about the fact that I cannot shave my armpits without ending up feeling like I just fell armpit first onto a gravel road. And what do you guys do about that? A lot of people responded with recommendations. So I've started using shaving cream now instead of soap and it saved many layers of my skin. Thank you guys very much. Gary, do you use shave cream? Not on your pits, but on your face? Yeah, Absolutely. Because every, every guy knows to do that, right?
2: What, as opposed to just soaping Soap. up? and Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, not on your face. No. Right. Come on.
1: All right. Well, now I know. Um, dun, 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 dun. And once again, make, making... Oh, yeah. Here's something. Here's a Just Me or Everyone. But it's just one Just Me or Everyone. But let's play the song anyway.
0: Sometimes I ponder...
1: Sometimes I go through a whole day feeling as if I'm on everyone's last nerve. I'm not saying sometimes I go through a whole day where I'm super annoying, although perhaps that's possible. What I'm saying is I just, my general orientation is I feel like I'm on everyone's last nerve. And what is that? And it usually happens when it's like I need to ask someone to do something, but it's the first thing I'm saying. But I just suspect that uh, everyone is headed up to here. Do you guys also have that feeling? That's my just mirror, everyone. Okay. See, my list is a combination of things I want to mention, but also carbohydrate names. Because I'm trying to bank a few because I've been running out. Oh, yeah, here's something. Okay, so I was watching Family Ties today. You know, living in the present. And I noticed that Stephen Keaton is not wearing a wedding ring. And I think I've said this before, but... My dad didn't wear a ring and my grandfather did not wear a ring. And I think my mom's dad didn't wear a ring. And I grew up thinking that men don't wear rings for some reason. So then all of a sudden it occurred to me, no, married men do wear rings. What's going on with my family? I don't know. But family ties, the dad, and they were all about equality, Elise and Stephen were. But she's wearing a ring and he isn't, and that was just the pilot, though. So I, you know, obviously I'm going to continue to rewatch these, and maybe at some point he puts on a ring. But if anyone would wear, wear a ring, I would think he would. Gary, did your dad and the men in your family wear rings?
2: Yeah, my dad did absolutely. Yeah, all the men, all the yeah, all the right. men wore rings.
1: Now my general f- belief is, if a guy is married, he wears a ring, and if he's not, then he doesn't wear a ring, except for my dad leaving the door open for philandering, I suppose. I don't know. Not really. But um, but then it's weird every now and then. Like I'll see friends of mine who are married and they're not wearing their rings. And I think, what's going on?
2: Nothing above board. Right? Unless you're playing sports or something.
1: Oh, yeah. The guy I'm thinking of was, wearing, was playing guitar. Well, see, my dad would say, yeah, he, you know, be, being a doctor – and whatnot. That's why he didn't want to wear a ring. I think he said that. But that doesn't make sense because plenty of married doctors wear rings, including my boyfriend, Dr. Drew. All right. Um, what else do we need to talk about? Well, I do have plenty of people I want to thank. But I think first we should do a fan phone call.
0: On a fan, fan phone call. Allison, I thank you all. On a fan, fan phone call.
1: We'll be calling Johnny Ramos. It is his birthday. Hello. Hi, is this Johnny? Yes. Hello, Johnny. It's Allison Rosen from Allison Rosen is your new best friend.
0: No way.
1: No, it really is. And I called to say happy birthday.
0: Thank you. Thank you. My daughter-in-law told me you might be calling. I was like, no way, not Allison Rosen.
1: No, it's true. I am. Is today your birthday? Yes, it is. Happy birthday. How are you celebrating besides uh, this?
0: Just here with the uh, wife and kids.
1: Nice. Are you guys having like a special dinner or anything?
0: Yeah, they're cooking dinner right now for me.
1: Oh, that's very nice. What are they making?
0: Uh, she makes a uh, lasagna for me.
1: Is that your favorite?
0: Yeah, that's my favorite that she makes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, your is it your your future daughter-in-law or your daughter-in-law?
0: My future daughter-in-law.
1: She campaigned pretty hard to get us to call you on your birthday. Yeah, she told
0: me. She was telling me. I was like, no, yeah, I can't. she just told me yesterday. She said, like, make sure you answer your phone uh, no matter what uh, area code it is because I don't <laughs> usually answer the, the phone with different area codes on my cell phone.
1: I uh, don't usually answer the phone either. Did it make you nervous for a second?
0: No, I looked at it and I said, no way, it can't be, <laughs> so I answered it.
1: So wait, so this was not really a surprise then?
0: Well, it was kind of a surprise, but not a surprise, because she knows that I don't answer the phone without the... Because uh, they tried bringing it up over the weekend. Well, how come you don't answer the phone? I said, because I just don't like... Uh, if I don't know anybody from out of town, so they don't have no reason to call me. Right uh, Now, I guess that's why she had to tell me, you gotta answer it.
1: But she told you that it might be me calling?
0: Yes, she said it might be, because we talk about you all the time. Every time we see each other, we talk about you all the time.
1: Uh, If you could see how I look right now, I look like someone who is, like, in the fetal position from Joy. (laughs) What do you guys say? We
0: talk about the episodes, and we talk about— because I listen to both, Adam and you, and I just tell her how much I— I I mean, I can't believe how— how You are. I, I love the way you are on that. I mean, those little comments, those little slide-under-the-radar comments that you don't get sometimes.
1: I love I mean, the way you love that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I love that. It, it, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> amazed.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, what I was going to say before I got sidetracked into hearing about me was, <laughs> so she told you that we might call if we hadn't, we being Gary and me, not the Royal... Royal we. If we hadn't called, I would look like an asshole.
0: No, not only that. I would have been like, oh, well, I guess I'm not Allison's best friend.
1: I didn't (laughs) realize these were the stakes. I'm glad that I called.
2: And is Gary there, too? Yeah, man. Happy birthday.
0: Hey, thank you, Gary. Hey, can I be your official buddy, number one buddy? (laughs) Allison has all these uh, best friends. I never hear you get any buddies.
2: Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate that.
0: And I love you, too, man, because uh, behind every great woman is a great man,
2: right? Yeah, that's Daniel. <laughs> well, I mean, well, Gary, behind be, every... but
1: behind every great woman's great man is Gary.
2: No. <laughs> okay, how about, how about Hold, behind behind great... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. you know, know what that great... just sounded like?
1: <laughs> I do, but I didn't intend for it to sound that way. Your sick mind made it sound that way. My Yeah, sick I mind. didn't
0: mean this to, wrong to wrong make here.
2: it sound like that either.
0: I mean behind every great uh woman on podcast is a great uh producer, right?
2: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. That's very nice of you.
0: <laughs> I love you too, man. I like your little uh comments too.
2: Appreciate that, man. It's very 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 generous of you.
1: But, Johnny, would you say more often than not you agree with me or with Gary? Think carefully. Oh, I, have to,
0: I have to say you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Look, who's your number one buddy now, Gary?
2: you you know what you got me you got me beaten i'm not even trying to compete with you
1: i know i like that about you well johnny have a great birthday
0: thank you you made my birthday you really did if if you you could see me i'm a 44 year old uh
1: person right now with a big smile and grin on on it oh well i'm glad (laughs) all right have a good rest of your day thank you Bye. bye gary
2: bye happy birthday
1: Okay, seriously. If we hadn't called him, I would have been making someone have an awful birthday. Yeah, that was kind of tough. I know. I'm glad that we did call. Uh. Yeah, that's about it. I'm glad we called because I would have felt like an asshole if I'd found out that. Uh. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Okay, I'm trying to think. Should we call someone else? Should I just get to the thanking? You know what? I'm just going to get to the thanking. Here we go. So I said before that there's a lot of people who I want to thank. This sounds like an award show. I already, I would have shut this fucker off already. Not really, though. Please listen. Um, Okay. So I'm going to be – there's people that I'm going to be forgetting, though, I'm sure. But I just want to take a few moments to just say, Carla and Lance, thank you so much. They sent all sorts of of helpful wedding venue info. And I'm inserting a question into my thanks right now, which is – Does anyone know of a good place to get married in Santa Barbara or anywhere? This whole thing is daunting and I'm already tired and I wish there was – is there some kind of show where people will – like four different people will design a dream wedding for you and then you just choose which one you want and it's paid for? Because I would like to be on that show. I feel like there's elements of a show like that already out there, but I don't think it's that show at all. Um but, yeah, I, uh, I'm i curious about Santa Barbara, but I don't know what would be a good place. A good place that's not insanely expensive. That's kind of the issue. And then Marco, thank you so much for my adorable calendar from Vistaprint. I love it. Um, I can't read my own writing here. Michael, Michael Balch? That sounds about right. Um, he found this needlepoint in a shop in Paris that says go fuck yourself and he sent us a photo of it he didn't actually buy it because it was before he started listening to the show but he had the photo and i love the photo and now i want the needle point thank you for sending that um the guy i crap i think his name is david gary do you remember he sent all those products david it was like the neutrogena stuff oh the
2: neutrogena stuff no i, I, say I don't say David Getsky,
1: name but that could be that could not be his name but he knows who he is. Thank you for that. And Jen Roach makes these cookies that are delicious and they have little images on them and words and she sent them over here and they are um they're the ones that were for me are now all gone cuz that's how good they are and how fun they are. And she has a website called eattheirwords.com and she also has a Kickstarter campaign to sort of get this project off the ground. But she can put all different sorts of sayings and illustrations and things on the cookies. So I want to thank her for those. They were delicious. And definitely check out eattheirwords.com. And you guys, thank you so much for listening and for commenting and for making me feel like less of a freak with all the weird things that I reveal on this podcast that I worry, oh, there we go. Now I've finally done it. I finally talked a little bit too much about my period or a little bit too much about earwax. Although I really didn't talk that much about earwax uh side note, dogs and earwax. What is going on? Why is it that color? Why is there so much of it? Why is it especially bad in one ear and not the other? Okay, I'm done with that side note. And let's see. I just need to collect myself for a moment to think. Is there anything else I need to say to you guys?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: I feel like I haven't been very articulate here. Oh, I know. I'm going to finish that sentence. I feel like I haven't been that articulate here, especially with the stuff of trying to explain my feelings about Daniel and whatnot. Um, So I'm sorry. Maybe I'll give it another go in a future episode of trying to make more sense talking about All that kind of stuff. But there have been a lot of questions about what is the wavy pencil dance. In the theme song, a wavy pencil dance is mentioned. Sometimes people don't even realize that that's what we're saying, wavy pencil dance. But there's a story, there's a video that I'll post with this blog post or with this when I put this episode up, which so you can actually see it happening. But the roots of this are. Back when I used to do Alison Rosen's You New Best Friend on Ustream, I don't even know how this came up, but you know that thing where you hold a pencil and you kind of like wobble it back and forth and it looks like it's made out of rubber? So I used to do this by holding the middle of the pencil and then someone pointed out, actually, it could have been someone online that pointed it out because Ustream is interactive, you know, and I used to, so I would be watching the chat room while I'd be talking and then we would all be hanging out that way, that it's better if you do it from... The side, like the tip of the pencil, it just gives you much better wavy action, wavy pencil action. And Dustin, who Gary mentioned earlier, but accidentally, but this wasn't an accident. He was there because he used to he used to be on the show a lot. And so we both started doing it. And there was a guest and they started doing it. And I, I'm realizing as this story is not going to – it's not going to all come together and make sense. But I'm telling you anyway. And I had this little um, – it looked like a little – Nokia cell phone, but it was a toy phone and the different buttons would play different tunes. And there was one and it sounded like this. For the people that have seen this segment, this will bring you back. And for people that haven't, this will make you cringe. It sounded like this. Uh, That wasn't a good rendition. Let me see if I can do it a little less croaky. It was like, sort of like that. But But better. And so we'd play that and then we'd wave the pencils. And then we started getting carried away doing like different, like just the boys and just the girls. And there's a whole bunch of crazy pencil action, which sounds, I realize it sounds really stupid. I realize I sound really stupid, but it truly was possibly one of the highlights. And everyone who would watch online loved it. Hence, that's the Wavy Pencil dance, for those who are wondering. And like I said, there's a video of this if you want to see it. Gary?
2: Yeah, we went over that on a previous episode. We were all doing it in here.
1: Oh, okay. Did you know? Well, I'm now at that point then where I'm just recycling in life. No,
2: I think you're answering the question. Someone didn't listen to that episode. That's right. forgot.
1: That's right. What's up with that? I don't know. Fairweather fan. Well, then maybe we already had this conversation. I don't know. But do you hold it from the end or from the middle? Did you know to hold it from the end? Yes. Who taught me to wave the pencil in the wrong way? You know what? Actually, I just remembered who it was. When I, And I was like I was like five, between four and six. And my parents went away. And Melanie, who uh, worked in my dad's office, stayed and watched my sister and me and her boyfriend, Briff, Briff, that truly was his name. I'm not saying Biff with a lazy something. It was Briff, Melanie and Briff. Briff taught me how to do the wavy pencil, which sounds like I'm talking about being molested, but I wasn't. But he did it wrong. So if he's still around... And alive and into podcast. I hope he's listening. Briff, thank you for teaching me. But I hope you know that you receive some bad information. You're supposed to get it from the end. All right. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this first new Thursday show. At this point, we don't yet know. Oh, and by the way, I'd like to apologize again for that crazy throat clearing thing that happened earlier. I can't help it. Like I said, drowning in my own phlegm. Hang on. It's still happening. It's kind of disgusting. Um, At this point, we don't quite even know what we're going to name these. I was suggesting more best friend, but then we're thinking maybe we should just name it based on the carb or maybe we should just choose sort of a theme that came out of the episode. I don't know. If you guys, anything could happen. Maybe we'll just call it anything could happen. But if you guys have an idea, let us know. And, oh, I know, that we had an Amazon email, right? Oh, but what I wanted to say, though, is that don't worry. We'll get our shit together and this these kind of things, it'll they'll be smoother. It'll be more like, did you guys ever, uh, if you had a slide in your backyard when you were a kid, did you ever take wax paper and rub it on the slide so that then you'd just go like, poof, down it really fast? And I just did make a sound effect with my mouth. Um, it'll be like that as opposed to this, which is where it's a really hot day and you're wearing shorts and your thighs are like, Catching on the slide as you go down, sort of like trying to skip stones, but with your fat thighs. I'm talking about myself. Okay, go, Gary.
2: All right, we have two emails. They're both from a guy named Dan who sent these uh, to us. First one says, "I just bought my wife five sets of medical compression stockings to prevent uh, embolism." And yes, it's ex- it's as sexy as it sounds. And then his other email says, "My mom just had her nose worked on. Infection, possible cancer. Waiting on biopsy. Flowers seemed oddly inappropriate. Instead, I sent her a tower of chocolate." 108-pack of flavored teas, Kleenex, and uh, dingoes, which are chews for the dog.
1: You are a great son. Those are some um, depressing but really nice purchases. Thank you for clicking through the Amazon banner on our website. And if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, be it some kind of medical paraphernalia or something like um, shampoo. Or anything in between. That they're, they don't exclusively have medical supplies and shampoo. If they did, that would be a strange business model. But they have everything. Uh, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com, because it doesn't cost you anything extra, and it helps the show. And also, if you want some bonus, Alison Rosen is – I said bonus weird. I said it like bonus. Nah, that, I, I've said it now three different ways. Um, If you would like some extra Alison Rosen is your new best friend, why not get the episode from L.A. Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. It is available for $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. And I just ran into Doug Benson and he was saying that he only ever gets positive responses to the episode and that he's even thinking of listening to it. I guess he never listens back to episodes. And I was like, yeah, you should. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Was he – because the implication – would when I said, yeah, you should, the implication is I'm saying, yeah, go ahead and buy it, which, Doug, of course, I'll just send you a link if that's – if we even have that, um, if that's what you want. But I don't think that's what he was saying. But it was one of those things where like, oh, that was a good exchange. And then all of a sudden today I realized, wait a minute, was I inadvertently kind of rude? But um, I feel that way often. All right. I love you guys. And um, Gary, am I leaving anything out? Okay. I feel weird. Do you feel weird? You do? Yeah, sure. No, you don't have to feel weird. No, I do. <laughs> Listeners, do you guys feel weird? Let us know. Okay. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you later.
0: Hey, do you know about the Rose and Rosen show? show. Digital. all.